SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hi, folks. How's it going? Brian Blessing in Las Vegas at Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Our producer, Chris Pavone, is in New York. Uh, we got a great first hour. Cam Stewart's going to join us. You all know him on the Sports Grid Radio Network. He's worth the price of admission. We'll talk week 17 of the NFL, and we'll also talk about the NHL with training camps actually opening tomorrow for the seven teams that didn't make the playoffs. The rest of the league training camp opens on Sunday, and we get going on January 13th. And I think the betting opportunities in hockey this year are going to be off the charts. And the other thing we were going to tell you about, a couple of little programming notes, as it were. And, of course, that's the arrival of Sirius 204 or the arrival of the Sports Grid Radio Network on Sirius 204. That comes up on January 7th. And we're excited about this. When Cam gets on board, we're going to tell you about uh, a weekly hockey show slash podcast we're going to be doing for the Sports Grid Radio Network. It's going to air uh, at midnight on Saturday, Saturdays, and it starts a week from Saturday. It's called Between the Pipes. Between the Pipes, Cam Stewart and I, uh, will get you ready for the week in hockey and give you some teams to play on and some teams to fade. And I can't wait to yap at Cammy a little bit about some of the angles that I think are going to be in play. Um, I know our producer, Chris, is a big hockey guy. There are so many opportunities that will present themselves in hockey this year. There are tried and true angles that have worked, you know, since Moses wore short pants. But now we're talking about this realignment and basically everybody's playing an opponent back-to-back. And it's not like back-to-back where you play a game and bad blood builds up and they all hop on a plane and go to another building. Now, the home team's going to go home. The visiting team's going back to the hotel room. Then they're coming right back to the rink. And any scores that need to be settled can be settled in the short term. I do think fighting's going to go up in the NHL this year. Uh, And I am a knuckle-dragging Neanderthal. But I love the angst and the intensity. And honestly... I'm not saying going through the motions, but you cannot survive an 82-game season you know, beating each other to a pulp. But it's just going to be the human nature aspect of playing the same team night after night. And it's going to be so intense and physical. And the perilous nature of going up and down the ladder in the standings, you have a four-game losing streak against the same team. Your season could be toast on a stick. One week could determine your fate through the course of this 56-game sprint. You can't have a long losing streak and survive uh, in this format, but it's going to be great. But there are going to be some betting angles you're going to have to consider. I know I definitely want to ask Cam about the coaching aspect of things because, you know, it's one thing if a team's sitting in their building and here comes an out-of-conference team in in the middle of the week in January. All right, it's a hockey game, and you're having a bad night against these guys. All of a sudden now the coaches, they'll start tinkering at the back end of a game because they know they're playing these guys again. So the the coaching is going to be so prevalent in this season because adjustments will be made, 
trying to, A, win the game you're playing, but also to see if you can tinker with something that may work in the next matchup and the game beyond that. They're basically little mini playoff series in the middle of the regular season. Uh, conceptually, it's spectacular. And it's a one-off, and we hope we never see this again because we hope this damn virus goes away. But there are going to be you know, just a plethora of angles that you can consider. Uh, the, the schedule, the backup, quarter, uh, backup uh, goaltenders are absolutely critical in this format for the NHL. And then you'll get a scenario, I believe this, that if a team loses the first game and the coach says, okay, well, we're, they win, we're playing our backup, the other team that can't afford the losing streak, all of a sudden you may have a starter against a backup. Uh, maybe if a game they tie the first game and somebody wins in overtime, maybe they both go to backups. But, boy, you've got to have to read between the lines in this NHL season, and it is going to be uh, truly spectacular. And I would just throw this out there. If you're a hockey fan, uh, locally, we do the show in Vegas. When we're done on the Sports Group Radio Network, I do Vegas Hockey Island every day with our buddy Stevie Slapshot. And we have great guests from the hockey world, and it's a great time of year uh, gearing up for the start of this incredible hockey campaign that starts on January 13th. Now, we've got uh, college bowl action tonight. Interesting game with Florida and Oklahoma. And numbers on the rise. Oklahoma's up to seven. I don't know that it gets through seven, uh, but the total on the game is 64 and a half. And we know Florida it can sling it around, but they've lost four wide receivers for this game. Um, I still think they'll be able to sling it around, but they can't stop Oklahoma. I still think you're going to see points in this game, uh, and that number certainly has gone Oklahoma's way to the point where it's getting pretty inflated. Nonetheless, a pretty intriguing matchup, but that's the weird thing. You're watching these bowl games now. You have some teams that played nine games playing a team that played five games. Uh, the college football season has just been so quirky. It's been unbelievable. And then, hey, listen, we're racing towards the Final Four. Alabama's still a 20-point favorite against Notre Dame. And the Ohio State-Clemson game, we're seeing Clemson about a seven, seven-and-a-half-point favorite. So the, the big boy bowl games are finally upon us. All right, talking about big boy laughs, that's in the on-deck circle. Cam Stewart, we love him. You know him. He's funny. A dear friend. We got a lot on the plate, and we're going to have a couple of chuckles. So we invite you to keep it right here. Glad to be with you from Las Vegas. I'm Brian Blessing. It is Sports Book Radio. We're off and running here on a Wednesday on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, folks, back with you in Las Vegas. Sportsbook Radio, lunchtime with the linemakers. Brian Blessing, uh, it doesn't get any better than this uh, for me. He's worth the price of admission. Uh, I got to put seatbelts on to do this, but uh, that's okay. A Kevlar vest and a pith helmet, too. Cam Stewart, you all know him. You all love him. I think they all love you. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Number one in your program. Yeah, maybe, Brian. I don't know. Something like that. It's the holiday season. Ho, ho, ho. How you doing, man? 
I got to be honest with you, Brian. I, you know, I get a phone call at six o'clock in the morning. Hello, Cameron. It's Mom. You got a, a menu for Red Lobster? I'm like, this day is gonna be real good. Oh, she just Why? texted me now. Okay, here we go. Yeah, Why Dad. Wa- Dad. Dad wants the Admiral's feast, and uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Wait, wait. Why does your Why does your mom sound like a Monty Python character? Oh, she is. That's how she talks, buddy. <laughs> Cameron. <laughs> the best was Brian when I when I came back. I lived in the Arctic for five years, okay, and I move in with them for like two days. I go and party with my buddies. I come back at like three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> like literally. This is like twenty-four hours after I came back from the North Pole. I come back, you know, the wake up the dog, whatever. She goes. This isn't working. Are you even gonna look for a job? It's been like 24 hours. Oh, I'm out of. I'm out of here. I moved to the bottom. Of, I, I moved into a, like an old dentist office there, <laughs> across I mean, the street from my high school. I'm like, yeah, my parents are. Uh, yeah, I, I love my mom and dad, but I don't yeah. think I can do the voice. But I mean, it's, I mean, it's, she could have been the one saying, "There's a penguin on the telly." <laughs> exactly. No, she's she's quite she's quite a character, Brian. Like she's, uh, I don't even know what to say, man. She's just a piece of work. But Before yeah. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. I'm her son, but uh, yeah, should go. be should be should be a lot of fun, buddy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty jacked up. And final week of football, we got golf on the horizon, hockey, buddy. I, oh. I, there's, there's light at there's light at the end of the tunnel. Well, by the way, let's take care of that right now. Uh, let the folks know. Obviously, Sirius 204. We all we all met on Sirius when you were at the Hardcore Sports Radio Network back in 2005, but. Coming January 7th, uh, we're excited. We're going to be on Sirius 204, which will be great fun. And also, Cam, uh, you and I are hockey nuts. We've long done a hockey podcast, and we're actually going to do a, a hockey pie. we got a hockey name for it, apparently. we got a hockey name. Between the Pipes. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, midnight on Saturday, so we'll give you some betting advice for the week. And it'll be fun. We'll have a couple of laughs. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, midnight on Saturday. We got a replay on Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Me, you talking hockey. So everybody tune in. Yeah, we're going to be on Sirius. Brian, big things. I'm telling you, man, this network right now, we got a lot of things uh, going, and I'm glad you're a part of it, buddy. We're just going to keep on growing and growing and growing, and hopefully what we can do is put money in our pockets and put some money in the listeners' pockets so they can uh, keep enjoying the programming. <laughs> and by the way, uh, we can't wait to – you know, forge your relationship, and he'll be involved with this. But this poor producer, we, we uh, Andrew Torres, is, I don't know if this poor guy knows what he's getting himself into. Uh, no, he doesn't. But uh, anyway, we'll have a lot of fun. It's just like your boy uh, Stevie Slapshot, right, Brian? Uh, he's a big hockey guy, and yeah, uh, hopefully he likes gambling uh, and pucks. If he like, if he likes to throw it down and gamble, and he likes hockey, we're going to get along just fine. How's Gambler treating you? Uh, Gambler has been up and down. Gambler, actually, it's funny. It's it's like it's like Gambler gives you signs sometimes. He's like, when you spend Christmas with your family, like, can you take a day off from gambling? Like that's what it is. Like he gives you little signs in the universe, right? Like I had Minnesota, the Vikings on a teaser, uh, got backdoored there. I went against actually Bright. I went against the other Buffalo team, uh, the Bulls. The game's tied with Marshall. I got them at like plus six, and Buffalo scores a touchdown to win by seven. So. Basically, the moral of the story is Gambler was like saying, spend more time with the family. Stop worrying about your bets on uh, during the holiday season. But I got smoked on Christmas. Uh, 
it's a very dangerous time of the year to bet, Brian. You know this time of the year because, uh, you know what I mean, you're always thinking, hey, if I win these bets, I can upgrade everybody's presence. The problem is uh, they get nothing if I uh, go on a cold streak, right? Well, and, but here's the thing, buddy. You know, with all the offerings, and these are the things we've talked about forever and a day, and now sports is this mainstream thing. And the technology and the offering, if, if they put the man hours in to put stuff on the board, people will bet it. And I got to tell you, I'm, you know, I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. I've learned some new things to do. And, you know, less is more, bud. I, I, I really, I have, I've come to grips with that, that less is more. But I'm like, why not take what I do every year in the Super Bowl because every year, I mean, there'll be a you know a Super Bowl game where okay, I got an opinion. I do have a big opinion on the game, but most of the Super Bowls, that number is so good that there's 400 props, and there's all kinds of stuff out there. I'm like in the and okay, I always say I follow the Bills. People listen to the show know that, but I love hockey. Hockey's the best sport to bet. We're gonna get into that in greater detail, uh, but I would just say. Things that are right in front of your face. I follow the bills religiously, and I'm like, I'm telling any, I told you, I tell all, all my friends, anybody who listen, bet the bills in the first half. It's like nine weeks in a row or ten weeks in a row. They probably went uh, eleven and four, having the lead at the at the first half. It's probably better than that. They jump on teams and then they take their foot off the pedal. Since the hail mary, they don't take their foot off the pedal, but they always start fast. Take it and run. The other one is like it was a hidden nugget, Cam. I was trying to tell Stevie Slapshot, and he's arguing with me. And that's fine. But Stefan Diggs, three weeks in a row, they're on primetime football, and they're putting this guy's yardage prop up at 79 and a half, 82 and a half. I go, the guy's leading the league in reception yards, and or he's in a battle with Kelsey, and then they do it again on on Monday, uh, Monday night. It's it's his last chance. If they want to rest guys in week 17, they got to get Diggs all the yards tonight so that he's got the lead. If they rest guys, he ends up leading the league in receiving. What does he get? 145 yards. It's it's right there for the taking. No, you're right. And I'll tell you another thing. You can't put a number on Diggs that I won't bet. Like even his receptions, Brian, from four and a half to five and a half to six and a half. The guy, the guy's getting like ten catches a game at 160 yards. It's like that's the thing. Him and him and Allen have some kind of telepathy. Uh, they got a great chemistry going on. I'll tell you something, man. All those broken plays. These are the things that make the Bills scary. Like, people talk, hey, look at the Kansas City Chiefs and what their offense says. I don't know who the hell is getting the ball inside the red zone. Their play calling this year with Dable's been the best I've ever seen. Uh, they spread it around. Hell, they got a tight end on the team that I could beat in a 40-yard dash. He's getting two catches for 40 yards. Brian, see the size of that guy? We should have invited him to the, to the South Point Buffet. He's just, like, lumbering down the field. Like, this is the thing. Like, the Bills are almost an impossible team to play now. They got so many different weapons. You know, in place. Buddy, they are. I, I, I didn't mean to turn this into a Bills thing, uh, but it was about just finding things that you know. You I, Like in college basketball, I follow uh, the Atlantic 10 and the Metro Atlantic. You Use the things you know. You don't have to bet a game just because it's the game that's on TV. But since you brought it up, the one thing I would say, and some people would scoff at this, but literally the Bills are a poor man's Kansas City. They have five wide receivers that can't be covered. Now, yeah, Tyreek Hill is, you know, a rocket sled, and Kelsey's the best tight end in football. But it's the same premise. They got five guys you can't cover. Beasley's uncoverable on third down. And as you said, the broken plays, Diggs is so unbelievable at coming back to Allen 
and always being there as a safety valve for him. And no matter where he is, he's got the arm to get it to him. Yeah, no, and I got to tell you something. Like, this is the situation when clowns like Antonio Brown, <laughs> Buffalo with the big gift, like, shut up. Shut up, you idiot. And I'll tell you something, man. Like, I've been to Buffalo. You've lived there. It's actually, you know what I mean? And I, I, we both know Carlo Koliakovo, right? He's working at T, uh, TSN now, former Leaf Saber flyer. You know, and we talked about it. He, he goes, I love this city, man. He goes, I, I can afford everything here. There's water. You know, I get around. It, you know, people don't bother you. They're very friendly. Like, that's the thing. There's a misconception out there. And, oh, now, uh, that Diggs, and now that Diggs has gone there, it, it, this is a wake-up call. I get it. You know, they, you, the you Northeast, watch. you don't think it's cold in Buffalo? It's I cold know. where I live in Toronto. It's cold in New York. It's cold in New Jersey. It's cold in Pittsburgh. It's cold in Baltimore. Hey, welcome to the East Coast, Turkey. That's what it is. It's cold. That's, that's it, life. Okay, in, 15 seconds, uh, in 15 seconds, I'll just say, they're built, built to be what the Patriots were to dominate that division for years to come because they got the quarterback and they got the core. Now they're going to draft linemen and, and cornerbacks. The drafts will be boring. But free agents are going to want to go be part of that because those guys are having fun. We're having fun. Cam Stewart, we're off to the races. We're going to talk NHL. We're going to talk Week 17 when we come back on Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you. Sportsbook Radio from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing having a great time. It's a fun day for me when Cam Stewart can check in, and our good buddy is here. Week 17, Cam, it's the oddsmaker's nightmare. It can be the player's nightmare, too. There's a lot of ways to get after this. I'm very much of the buyer beware mode, and I'm always an eyeball guy anyway. But I think halftime wagering, you're going to be able to sit back, watch, and you're going to be able to see who cares, who doesn't. But the other thing, Cam, that I think if you got a brain in your head, there's only so much the odds makers can do. But if the players are scoreboard watching, the odds makers have to be too, and they'll have their algorithms and numbers that tell them what a second half number should be. But if one team has a big lead in a game, and the team that's looking at the scoreboard saying, "Well, they're going to win," to hell with it, and they're they're going to take their guys out, they're gift wrapping a game for you with a second half wager just by paying attention to the scoreboard. No, I agree. And you know what the thing is, Brian? I'm going to be honest. Like, I know a lot of people are scared of the final week of the season. In, in, in the past, it's been really good. It's been really good for me. I just look for certain situations, you know. Sometimes you take a loser team at home that wants to end well. If they get off to a good start, you know, let's just leave a nice taste in our mouth uh, heading into next year and uh, got to find some uh, really bad lines, right? That's the thing. There's going to be a lot of mystery who's playing, who's not playing. But, you know, there's a few spots I think we can uh, look at and and and. and take advantage of like basically for me look at the way the Jets are playing okay you got the New England Patriots laying three points am I am I a turkey like the Jets already proven that they want to win games they beat they beat the yep. Rams they beat every like give me give me give me the Jets plus three and I'll sprinkle it plus 146 on FanDuel on the money line like why the hell would I bet the New England Patriots just got pasted by uh Buffalo Bill Belichick's chucking phones this team's raging Cam Newton can't play quarterback Stidham looks worse than he did at Auburn this team's going nowhere and if and if they beat me so be it I'll take the Jets plus the points and uh this team uh they're on a little bit of a tootsie roll right now brian they're oh. they're trying to win 
They should have won three in a row. They gave exactly. the gave the Raiders game away. Like, well, here are two, Cam. When you go up and down the Week 17 uh, lineup, and you know the game means nothing. There are some where teams don't care about seeding, uh, and that's what we're going to have to decipher. But I mean, on the way in, now I got to be checking weather in the one. But you got Minnesota, Detroit. The totals 54 and a half. And then you've got the Raiders in Denver, and the total there is 50 and a half. Now, Denver, the weather can be sketchy. But to me, you and I do this when ho- in hockey. I use horse racing analogies and, and beliefs for sports betting, too. I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, these are teams that are out of it. Yeah, guys are playing for jobs. The, Cam, they're literally, as the clock's ticking down, they're, they're ticking the clock down to be going to Cancun or the golf course or whatever it is. And that you talk, is it going to be physical? Are they going to be hitting each other like their life depends on it? No, tackling is going to be terrible. I'm, I always look at points and games to go over the total when neither team cares. Yeah, I agree with that. And the same applies in uh, basketball. A lot of the time, two lousy teams get together. You know, it's like 155 to 140, like stuff like that. Just no defense. They just go up and down the court. And I agree with you. Yeah, Brian, I, I, that's the thing. You think these guys care? They're out shining their pings at, at halftime, getting ready. Hey, I'll catch you on the next plane there, Chuck. Let's go play some golf. Season's over, right? Uh, say hi to the wife. They couldn't care less. I'm with you. Uh, I think we're going to have overs in in those games. And I got to be honest with you, even looking at uh, the Detroit game, like, how do you lay six and a half with Minnesota? I know the Lions are terrible and they got smoked by uh, Tampa Bay, but Minnesota's been a train wreck this year, too. Their special team sucks. Like, you give me almost a touchdown with the Lions, I think, um, you know, they're pussycats, Brian, but I, I might they, buy you in know there, what? Lions in the yeah. over. There's an actual angle for that game, though, if you think about it. Yeah, they were both atrocious. I mean, Zimmer comes right out and says, it's the worst defense I've ever had. And this is a guy that he has no answers, right? Don't forget Detroit, as bad as they got pitchforked against Tampa Bay, Bevel didn't coach the game. He had COVID. Yep. I mean, they, they had no shot in that game. Now Bevel's back, and he's coaching He's coaching for a job. I, I'm with you. I like the Pussycats. Yeah, meow, meow. Yeah, they're not. They're not lions. They're pussycats. <laughs> and the Vikings. I don't know what towns they're pillaging. Nothing. Like you know what I mean. These guys are a joke. Like I'm. They're not. Nobody's afraid of the Vikings. Yeah, it looks like a nice home dog, Brian. And I wouldn't suggest teasers. You can do both or parlay it. You get the Lions at plus six and a half, and it's a huge total, but. I could see Detroit, like, yeah, you said it. Like, no, Vikings are still going to get theirs, right? With Dalvin Cook and, and the Lions defense, it's, it's a god, it's atrocious. So, uh, 54 and a half, it looks kind of like a college total, but I think we can get there. Teasing the Lions to the over, the over, and, and the home dog. <laughs> now, I would say to you, bud, the Miami Buffalo game, the, this line would have been five and a half, six, the Bills. Actually, the way they're playing, it, it could have been seven. And it's Miami and Buffalo in December. All right, we start there. Miami needs the win. We get that. But the Bills have yet to say they're resting guys. Beasley was out there. They were trying to get Beasley 1,000 yards, and it cost him. Um, He got hurt when he should have been out of the game the other night. He's out of this game. But the Bills start fast. So if Allen plays, find out. You get the word. If Allen plays, you're nuts not to play uh, the Bills in the first half again. And 
they may get a big enough lead that if Barkley comes in at halftime, that it may not matter, and the Dolphins are going to have to go to Fitzpatrick again. But the one little thing, my friend, I think you might have the same thing going here that happened Monday night. I mean, the Bills, they win the division, letdown spot, blah, blah, blah. They're playing New England. Cam, they were like, listen, the division's decided but they wanted the Patriots to know that if the game had mattered, they wanted to officially stick the fork in them themselves. And Miami is Buffalo's biggest rival. You think the Bills, uh, you know, they always call it Miami week. It's handed down from generation to generation of Bills players. We can knock these guys out of the playoffs. Let's do it. No, I agree. And that's the thing about Buffalo. And let's remember something, Brian. These guys aren't taking their foot foot off the pedal. You said it. Like, no offense. Uh, hey, Fitz Magic, you, you did some good stuff at the end of that game there against Oakland. This is Buffalo now. Like, good luck trying to do that again, right? Two of the same thing. He, he He's not ready uh, for prime time against a defense like the Bills. I agree with you. I think the Bills probably, you know, Miami's defense is decent, but the Bills probably can go up 17 to 21 points in this game. Then they can think about, you know, taking out the starters in this game. I think they, I, I agree with you. I don't care who's not playing. It's Buffalo at home, it's minus one right now. For me, it's Buffalo or nothing. Buffalo. And Miami, and listen, Miami's defense is spectacular. It but is. In his first three years, because because you know he's he's accepted and embraced Buffalo, Allen knows what beating Miami means to the Bills fans. He has lit them up like a firecracker in the five games he's played against them. So anyway, but, so the first half for sure. Uh, th- but the Pittsburgh-Cleveland thing, buddy, that thing's up to ten. Too many points. Uh, don't you Listen, think? I'm Roethlisberger had a good quarter. I mean, that's what happened. He had a good quarter. I mean, Rudolph, he's not the second coming of anything, but he can play a little bit. And all the pressure's on Cleveland. I agree. I look at that line, and it should be somewhere around seven. Like, what are we talking, 10, 10 and a half? Like, that's that's ludicrous. Uh, for me, it's just out of principle, Brian. I got to take the Steelers. I, You know what I mean? It, I don't think Cleveland can win this game by 11 points, even with if they have to. This team is a notorious gag team. They choke. Look at last week. I was on the Jets. They lose outright to the Jets. I'm not saying the Browns aren't improved. They are. But Mayfield is inconsistent. I love the running game. Hell, Cleveland, it just comes down to it. Like, just feed Chubb and you'll be okay. Like, don't dick around with it. You know, have a running game to set up the passing game. But I will say this, that's generous points with the Steelers. And uh, I, I look at the dog there again. I'd take the 10, 10 and a half with Pittsburgh. And I'm going to throw a wacko one at you. I mean, we saw the Jets win as what? 17 and a half point dogs. And then the Bengals won as 14 and a half point dogs recently. Buddy, I, I could be wrong. But I can see it happening. Baltimore's laying 12, 13 at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is playing like they care. And they beat Pittsburgh. Don't sleep on that. They're they're playing hard. And don't forget, can history, can lightning strike twice? It was only a couple of years ago. Remember the last week of the year? Bengals eliminated nothing to play for. Andy Dalton with the fourth down touchdown pass eliminated Baltimore and the Bills got in. Could the Bengals do it to him again? 
Yeah, that's the thing about Buffalo. They got, don't they have a statue of Andy Dalton there? That's the one town, Brian. He could they run for kick, mayor. That's the thing. They don't have kick a ginger day in Buffalo. They actually like uh, like redheads there. I should move. Uh, uh, Cincinnati, yeah. it's a lot of points, man. And you're right. These guys are playing like gangbusters. You saw that game against Houston. Houston didn't stop them once. I'm not going to say Cincinnati's uh, defense is great, but think about this, too. When, you're, when we're talking 13 points, buddy, that back door is wide open. Brendan Allen played great in that game. Like, he looked really confident I get it it's totally different the Houston defense to the Ravens defense but 13 Brian and think about Baltimore they could be up in that game they know they can't lose Lamar Jackson in certain parts in that team they might be up like 2021 20, like you know what I mean they could be up 17 hey Lamar come out Cincinnati backdoor cover lose by 10 there's a lot of scenarios with that game I look at the uh, it looks like uh, Brian we're uh, instead of the dog catcher uh, we're uh, the the cat litter this week pussy cats we got Bengals and Lions on the card meow meow no Hey, well, one one for the road in this segment. Well, actually, you got 20 seconds. Seattle laying five and a half at San Fran. If Green Bay's up big at Green Bay, I mean, if Green Bay's big leading their game, why do you play Russell Wilson in the second half? I agree. I think uh, you look at San Francisco plus six. These guys are still going to grind in this game. So, yeah, just keep an eye on it, Brian. But I lean uh, with the home dog there. All right. Hey, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Training camps open uh, this week for the NHL. We're going to get ready, get Cammy's thoughts on NHL realignment, and I think this is going to be a special season. Because of the format itself, there are going to be so many incredible betting angles. We're going to talk hockey and the return of the NHL next on Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back on Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing. Joined by Cam Stewart, having a good time for you. On a Wednesday, we got great guests for you the uh, remainder of the week. Uh, coming up the second hour today, Jeff Sherman from the Superbook is going to join us. Does great work on golf odds. We've got the return to the PGA and the Tournament of Champions next week. Uh, we'll have Mark Lawrence from Playbook.com. Tomorrow, we'll be out at Sunset Station. And we'll be out there with Chuck Esposito. Andy Isco's going to stop by. Steve Carp from Gaming today will be with us. So we love our guest. Got you covered on both sides of the counter. Absolutely love our guest today. The one, the only, Kemp Stewart. Uh, hey, before we get to the hockey cam, our other passion, you and I, birds of a feather, we love the PGA Tour. We love the golf. We love the big futures, the home run prices. It's one of my favorite tournaments. We'll get you on next week if your schedule permits, because I know that I know you're a busy guy. But the tournament of champions, I, I I love it. I think mostly because when I lived on the east, it was East Coast. I mean, Western New York's not the is that the East Coast? I don't know. Yeah, anyway, it's East. All right, when I lived in the East, it was primetime golf. I think that's why I loved it. But there's something about that tournament. It's like the Masters, right? I mean, they play it every year on the same course, and you know all the holes, and you're starved for golf. And I love it. There's no cut. This year's a little different because there were so few tournaments that it's the guys that won, but they've invited about another, what, 10, a dozen guys uh, to fill out the field. But it's the return of the PGA Tour next week. Can't wait. 
Oh no, we're gonna be we're gonna be betting the PGA Tour like it's going out of style. You know, Brian, in that tournament, certain guys just do well in Hawaii, like Justin Thomas. It's a yeah, very similar to the, to the Masters, right? Horses for courses. So hopefully, uh, you know, we'll have some picks, we'll have some matchups, and hopefully, we can find a, a, a pooch or two and make some money. But the NHL, the seven teams that missed the playoffs open training camp tomorrow. The rest of the league opens camp. On Sunday, January 13th is the opening. The realignment, Cam, you got the Canadian division. The East is a beast. Uh, But what's going to be so cool about this, all the things that have worked for us over the years, and honestly, we're not being braggadocious here, hockey's the best sport to bet. And there were ceremony games, play the visiting team in the first period and for the game, big pooches, uh, you know, the travel. We got to monitor backup goalies. But in this year's format, I think there are some things I think will work, and we'll see early if indeed they work, but the fact that you're playing back-to-back night after night after night, sometimes you're playing two games at home with a team and flying to their building and playing two more, it's like a series, and coaches are going to be making adjustments. If a team loses a game, the urgency to not lose two in a row, their starter may play back-to-back games against the other team's backup. There are a thousand things we're going to have to look into that I think are going to provide great opportunities. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year too, Brian. Like, you know, it's going to be hard. You know what I mean? Like we've done really well in hockey, but there's a lot of upstart teams and like, look at Tampa Bay already, right? Kucherov, that's, that's massive. Like that is absolutely massive. He's not going to be around. So, you know what I mean? Who, what teams are going to step up? Like, there's a lot of good young teams. It's it's going to be interesting, man. This, hey, and I'll give hockey credit when they went then when they went to the hub cities, they did a really really good job. All the players, you know, handled the COVID situation. And hey, there were no fans there, but that playoff hockey was it was amazing. And I expect it to be even better this year. I'm going to throw one at you. That we're going to have to watch it for a little bit, and you watch these individual teams. If they've got a, you know, if they're on the road for six or eight games, I think on the teams are going to want to get a trip off to a good start. I've always loved that angle. When you get a long road trip, you get a team's best shot because they want to start a trip good. But I'm telling you, the back end of these trips, Cam, these guys hated the bubble. They hated it with every fiber of their being. And basically now they're going to be going to road bubbles. If you're on a, if you're on a six-game road trip, you know, rink, hotel, rink, hotel. There's no going out to the bars. There's no, you know, going out to watch games, having chicken wings with the team and the guys. It's rink, hotel, rink, hotel. I think on the back end of these trips, some of these teams are just going to be so, so flat out disinterested and sick of us and dying to get home that we're going to start watching for little things like that. Yeah, Brian, it's going to be, yeah, it's a different world out there. You know, we used to, I remember back in the day, guys were taking smoke breaks in between periods. We'd go out for wings, and then we had, remember the Ottawa Senators? Hey, Daniel Alfredson, let's go for a bike ride. Yeah, things have changed a lot, and i got to be honest with you. It's like, dude, you just played a hockey game. Yeah, the last thing I want to do is get on the bike. But anyway, you know, we're all different people. I just want to go crush a few drinks, and I know you do too. You want to light up a Marlboro and say, you know, a, a nice a, a nice night's work, Brian. We got, a, we got a W, and let's celebrate with a couple cold ones. Different 
world now. These kids are probably just going to have, uh, we got to worry about finger lock and all the other things, eh, metacarpals, because they're just going to be, honestly, just burning holes through joysticks and uh, playing video games. That's all these guys are going to do. They're going to be playing video games and playing cards because they're not going anywhere. I agree. Fade at the end of the road trip. Uh, these guys, like, look at me. I've been in a COVID situation for three years. Like, there's days, Brian, like, I'm going nuts. Like, I have to go outside and stuff like that. I spend so much time in, in, in the house. Like, it's a crazy thing. It really screws with your mind, man. It does. I, I got to be honest with you. Were you better prepared for this than most people? I was. And Me too. Because I mean it. I, I mean, I've been going into locker rooms like the Golden Knights started playing, okay, right? They're starting their fourth year. Well, I know what a Petri dish a hockey locker room is with the flu. They had the MRSA thing. I mean, I mean, literally, I'd be in the hockey locker room getting interviews. I'm, I, I'm taking a Perel shower the minute I walked around the corner out of the locker room. I've been, I've been doing the hand sanitizing for a long time, so I was ready. I already have no flesh on my hands. No, you're. I'm with you, Brian. Like, that's the thing, right? I've been living this lifestyle. When Gabe moved to, to New York, New Jersey, I've been basically working from home for that situation. You're right. And I remember when I covered the Leafs, I was never more sick than that, that year because you oh. said it. That hockey equipment, the sweat, the, oh, God, the shower to the wetness to this and the, the air. It's just, it's a nightmare. You said it, man. I used to bathe in that stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's actually <laughs> nice to be uh, doing stuff from home. And i got to be honest with you, who misses the pregame interview? Interviews and all the other stupid oh, stuff. Anyway, just—it's it, just a it, it, like oh God. My whole day was to get like a clip from the you know an, a seventh defenseman there to to put on the radio station. It doesn't matter. Put these guys up at the podium. It's better. Uh, you know what? COVID—it's a brutal thing, but it's it's helped in a few ways. You don't have to get those pregame uh, interviews. <laughs> hey, it's funny. Earlier you had mentioned uh, Alfie. You'd mentioned Daniel Alverson. I did want to mention Ottawa to you. In a couple of years. Look out. But I will even say this to you, Cam, in this Canadian division, what Ottawa's done, and now they're bringing in some pieces. You bring a step on in, uh, Coburn and Paquette come from Tampa Bay. But the young talent that Ottawa has accrued, I actually think they're in the discussion this year in that Canadian division. I don't know that they become one of the top four. But I think they're within shouting distance heading to the last 15 games. But watch out for Ottawa in the next few years. I agree. Like, you know what I mean? If they don't get it done this year, I think in the next couple of years, they're definitely a playoff team. I wouldn't be surprised if they contended. they got great young players. They're building their organization, Brian, and they're doing it the right way through the draft. And i got to be honest with you, both of those teams, like I look at another team in close proximity, like Montreal battled Philadelphia. Like, yes. they're, a gr they're, they're a gritty club, too. Like, they're a play-on team. It's going to be interesting. Like, I look at Ottawa. I look at Montreal. I look at those teams as, you know, I think we're going to be betting on these guys a lot this year. And uh, some of the lesser lights, I know Tampa Bay's still going to be good, but they're going to be overpriced because of the Stanley Cup. So I think starting the season, we're going to see some big-time advantages, and we got to pounce on it because I don't think the books understand that Ottawa can actually play and Montreal's a sleeper. How about the Battle of Alberta ten times? Yeah, I yeah, know. This is great. I want to see coaches fight. I want to see guys go through walls throwing skates at each other. Yeah, it's going to be I'll tell you, this Canadian division, you know, and uh, COVID made this, it's going to be fun. You know what I mean? Like, there's already hate on with a lot of these teams. Everybody hates Toronto, the Battle of Alberta. Vancouver's getting better, right? Montreal, they got, you know what I mean? They got fans everywhere. It's it's just, it, it's good. It's it's actually, I think that the hate I, is just going to be festered. It's I think it's going to be fantastic. Oh, no, I, this is going to be 
I think, remarkable. Now, you, be, you better not uh, come out of the gate one and five. That's the difference. It's a sprint. It's not a marathon. I think injuries are going to be a thing, too, Cam. I think these games, over, you know, in an 82-game schedule, these guys can't survive, you know, playing that crazy physical brand of hockey. But after a team beats you and you're turning around and all these things are back-to-back nights, the angst and the intensity is going to be there. I think injuries are going to be a big thing. Oh, I, I agree. Like, we've already seen the season hasn't even started yet. What about Kirby Doc? Like, you know what I mean? Oh. Uh, Kucherov. Like, I don't, I don't know. Your boy uh, Esposito, I really like him, uh, Brian. But that Chicago Blackhawk team, uh, Taves basically has, like, uh, an illness like Jimmy Walker had. Lost, what, what's he got? What's that stuff? I don't Lyme's know. Disease or something? But I'll, t- I'll tell I you know. something, man. I, I, I've had, it's kind of like a permanent COVID thing. And I know a guy that had it, like my buddy George Kurtz on the network. Like, that stuff's brutal, man. You can't get out of bed. You're tired all the time. Like, I kind of have that in my regular life. Like, this guy's a fine-tuned athlete, and he has it. That, Chicago's got Who like, knows big, what big problems, yeah. man. Big they problems. lost three of their top six, Cam. I know. I know. And, and I mean, they were a team I wonder, that— I really wonder. Now, they were they were talking rebuild. And yeah. Patrick Kane's like, hey, wait a minute. I didn't sign up for a rebuild. And in the playoffs, they actually were doing some some good things. Like, they were heading the right way, and Debrinkit and some young guys, and Kane was awesome. But— they weren't that far away, but you lose Doc. I mean, everything we just documented, who they lost. I wonder, could there not be some big deal comes for them, or are they going to just you know, raise the white flag? I think there are going to be deals in the next 10 days, big oh, deals in the league. Yeah, Chicago needs help. That, that, that's true. And, they, man, they beat Edmonton. They, you know what I mean? These guys actually played well in the playoffs. The thing is they got they got no defense, but they could still score, right, Brian? What's going to happen with these guys? I think uh, a, a player like Carlson will be dealt. Like, there's going to be, I'm going to tell you, this year it's going to be wild. Like, people are just going to be, big names are going to be uh, going all over the place right now. It doesn't matter if it's a shortened season COVID, winning the Cup is winning the Stanley Cup. You're not taking anything away from Tampa Bay. They are Stanley Cup champions. I don't care hub cities, whatever. They earn that thing. And yeah, I, I'm with you, buddy. I think there's going to be major, major deals this year, like tons and tons of trades. I couldn't agree more. In the East, I, I could be wrong. You know, Lindy Ruff shows up there, but I think they got a lot of work to do. But if you look at that East, Boston. Buffalo's mightily improved. Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, Capitals. I I can make a case for any of those teams to be in the top four. That division is a gauntlet. Yeah, I don't know. The Capitals, to me, are an interesting team. They still have good players, but, you know, a couple players long in the tooth. How hungry are they? Uh, they had mm-hmm. goaltending issues. I think the Flyers Pittsburgh are a too. team. Yeah, oh, Pittsburgh, yeah. I think Pittsburgh's on the decline. I think Washington's on the decline. I think the Rangers are on the uh, on their way up. Uh, that, that looks Islanders like a team that is really going to figure it out. The Islanders always got, got a plan, well coached, and the Philadelphia Flyers have Carter Hart, and uh, I know they have some aging stars, but they also had major injuries too, right, Brian? A player with cancer, um, t- top players out for a certain lengths of time. So I look at that division, and I'm, I'm, I'd say fade the fade the Capitals and the Penguins, and uh, I, I think the rest of the division, yeah, and the Rangers are going to be a really interesting team this year. And, okay, we've got basically one minute, camp. The World Juniors, we're about to be done with all the blowouts and things should get really good now getting toward the medal round. But it's fun watching the prospects. 
It is, and I'll tell you, like, uh, you know, the Americans took care of business against the Czech Republic. Love to see Canada and the U.S. Brian, it'd be great, and uh, should be a lot of fi uh, fireworks there. It's been good, man. Love this time of the season. We got junior hockey. We got bowls. Uh, yeah, COVID's killed a lot of the bowls, but hey, hey, Brian, like Mo Sislak from The Simpsons said, hey, Homa, if it moves, you can bet on it, and we're going to bet on everything. I'll bet on two cockroaches, rabbits, birds. I, I don't care what the hell it is. Let's party. It's funny. Life goes full, full circle. Now it's Mo from The Simpsons when he used to be the Three Stooges saying, Hey, Mo, a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yep. We love having you on, buddy. Uh, Cam Stewart, we, again, we got a hockey podcast coming up, and uh, that will start a week from Saturday on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Cammy, have a great day, buddy. Thank you. you and too. we will be right back on Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, folks, let's put a lid on a Wednesday first hour of Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. Hey, the NBA last night... How about the Milwaukee Bucks literally making it rain? An NBA record, 29 three-pointers made, 144-97 win over the Miami Heat. How's this for odd? They're playing it back again tonight. You know, we're talking about back-to-back -back nights in hockey and how intriguing that's going to be. How does the Heat respond tonight after getting lit up like that? Can Milwaukee possibly shoot it again? You know, it's like a golfer shoots a 63 and then shoots 74 the next day. Uh, NBA tonight, Milwaukee, uh, six-point favorite at Miami. Totals 226.5. Memphis at Boston. Seltzer, 6.5, 219.5. Atlanta at Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn, a six-point favorite. Totals 240.5. I think you get points in this game, an interesting one. Charlotte's at Dallas. Dallas, an eight-point favorite. Total on the game is 225. And um, you got the Lakers in San Antonio. San Antonio is a team that's been scoring more points than we're normally accustomed to seeing. The Lakers are five and a half on the road. Total on the game is 229. Portland and the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers are three and a half. Favorites total on the game is 226. Invite you to check out uh, the bowl action NBA. We've got a big NHL season coming up, and you can check it out. i got picks for you at theinsidersgame.com. All right, hour number one, it's in the cookie jar. Thanks to Cam Stewart, always worth a laugh. Don't forget, we got the Between the Pipes podcast coming up. We've got Sirius 204 starting January 7th. Uh, that's going to be really a lot of fun, and we look forward to uh, the new audience that, that will be checking in. I think we'll have great fun with that. Second hour today, Jeff Sherman, terrific odds maker from the Superbook at the Westgate. Our buddy Mark Lawrence from Playbook.com is going to join us. We'll see what the well-oiled machine he's got, what kind of information it historically spits out for Week 17 goofball matchups in the NFL. That'll be good fun. And Stevie Slapshot will be uh, joining us as well. So, again, thanks to Cam Stewart. Thanks to our producer, Chris Bavona. Our work's not done. Our number two is in the on-deck circle. Love doing this with you. It's lunchtime with the line makers. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas, Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Go get a Frosty and come back for the next hour. <laughs> 